Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God from Ezekiel 36. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. You shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers and you shall be my people and I will be your God. This is God's word. I want to ask you this morning, I want you to reflect on yourself and tell me, who's your tribe? Who are your people? I guess that depends on who's asking, right? Who are the people that you see yourself being a part of? Because we are definitely a very, very tribalistic culture. Identifying ourselves with certain groups. That's not all bad. Some of those groups are totally fine to identify with. I certainly identify myself, and I'll mention this here in May. As graduation is approaching, I am a fliver. Make no mistake about it. When I was in Puerto Rico, though, I didn't talk a whole lot about Kingsford or Model T Fords or things like that. Living in Puerto Rico, it was usually enough just to say, I'm from, I'm from Michigan. Didn't normally reference the UP, but if I was, say, in St. Louis at a conference where our LCMS headquarters are, and someone said, where are you from? I might say, I'm from the UP of Michigan. I'm a Uper. Depending on who's asking, you're going to come up with a different answer to that question. But we've become a world where we thrive on the groups that we belong to and pitting ourselves against other groups. What color am I? What's my gender? Who do I vote for? Such tribalism isn't new. In fact, you could say it's, it's natural. That was how it was with God's people, Israel. They were a people distinct from other peoples. I think we even know to this day, as we see what's unfolding in the Middle East on our news, we know that those who practice modern-day Judaism, their identity as a Jew, with that land of Israel, it's, it's significant. It means virtually everything to them. God had intended it that way. Israel was to be different. They were to be set apart from all the peoples. When God called them to Mount Sinai in Exodus chapter 19, he said, you will be a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. They'd be set apart like priests for service. They would be holy. They would be different from all the other peoples. Unfortunately, Israel wanted too much to be like the other peoples. 
They went after the false gods. They went after the evil living and practices of the other nations around them. And as a consequence, they lost their land. That land, again, as we see unfolding in the Middle East before us, is of supreme importance to many who consider themselves God's people. When Israel was forced out of the land, in the book of Ezekiel, from which we heard our reading this morning, God sent a prophet with a promise that he would bring them back to their land. Israel was meant to be in that land. But all their failings came to bear. We hear God reference it in our Old Testament reading today. You have profaned my holy name. So they're driven out into exile. Not only do they sin against God's commands, they go against his very name. Their idolatry, their wickedness drags his name through the mud. We do well to remember that as Christians today. Sin is never in a vacuum, is it? We love to say things like, my life, my choice, stay out of it. But it doesn't work that way. We live together as people. And when we sin, others become complicit. Others will inevitably be collateral damage. And when a Christian sins, obviously, the world is quick to point out our hypocrisy, our wickedness, how terrible we are. Well, certainly someone who calls himself a Christian, who does that, that must mean their God's not worth following. God, through the prophet Ezekiel, promises to vindicate his name. I will vindicate the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, and which you, Israel, have profaned among them. But what will he do? What is God's plan for his land? What is God's plan for Israel? In other words, what's God doing with all of history? Where's everything headed in this world in which we live? Of so many different tribes and peoples and nations and hatred and division and brokenness and being pitted against one another. Where's God driving it all? I will vindicate the holiness of my great name. I will take you from the nations and gather you from all the countries and bring you into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean from all your uncleannesses. And from your idols I will cleanse you. I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. It always, for Israel, comes back to that land. Because it's in that land that God promises to bless his people, to be with his people. You might remember that 
in the Old Testament as Israel was journeying toward that land. They were told it was a good land, a land flowing with milk and honey, right? A land where God would bless his people. And he would do that by cleansing them, by giving them his spirit. I want to ask you again, and this is basically Mackenzie and Wyatt and Chloe and Maddox. You guys aren't used to me hearing, hearing me say your names in the sermon, are you? This is what we're asking you guys this morning as you're confirmed. Who are your people? Who's your tribe? Where are you from? To whom do you belong? You are the children of God. You are his people. We are his people. Cleansed, as Ezekiel foretold, cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ, which takes away all of our sin. We are God's people. Given his Holy Spirit, given us first in our baptism, that spirit which continues to guide us and lead us today so that we live as God's holy people. There are so many voices trying to tell you and all of us who we are, where we belong, how we should think of ourselves. But at the end of the day, let the first thing we know about ourselves always be I am God's child. Jesus Christ has cleansed me in his blood. God's Holy Spirit lives in me, lives in you. And that's the thing that really, truly unites people together. I want you to think of that this morning. We are one people gathered here. It has nothing to do with age or gender or income or skin color or any of those things. We are one people because we have one Father and one Lord Jesus Christ. We have the same Holy Spirit gifted to us by our God who loves us. And we have the same promise of a land. A land where we will dwell. God will gather his church together. When all is said and done, he gathers us now around his word 
and around his table where those who confess their faith come forward to receive Jesus' true body and blood. He will gather us together in all eternity. Until that time, Jesus reminds us in the gospel, he sends us the helper, the Holy Spirit. Who though the world rage against us, though the world try to divide us, though the world try to split us apart, that spirit, Jesus says, bears witness to Jesus. Holds the cross of Jesus before our eyes. So what I tell to you this morning, Mackenzie and Wyatt and Chloe and Maddox, I tell to all of you, you are the people of God. He has a land that awaits you. A land in which we even enjoy the fruits this very morning. He has cleansed you with the blood of the Son. And he puts his spirit within you. St. Paul in Philippians chapter 3 reminded us that our citizenship is, is in heaven. I love that that's present tense. It's not off in the future. Paul doesn't say we will be citizens of heaven. He says right now. We are citizens of heaven. We belong to God's kingdom. Thanks be to God for the life-giving spirit that strengthens us and unites us as the beloved children of God this very day and always. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.